Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here and maybe you're questioning what to do with your life because of the whole pandemic stuff, but we like speaking to people on this show who do very strange, odd, weird, wonderful things. And when it is in relation to food, we are absolutely 100% all over this. This next gentleman who joins us on the line is a professional competitive eater because, yes, that's an actual thing. And uh, his Instagram and his YouTube channel is insane. You're going to be spending hours on this and wondering, could you be able to complete some of the challenges and the competitions that he does with food? But we're delighted to welcome onto the show now competitive food eater, Kyle Gibson. Kyle, how are things? Uh, not too bad yourself, man. Yeah, good, good. So you run a Instagram account and a YouTube channel uh, documenting all of your, your f- competitive eating yeah. on K- Kyle V Food. When yeah. and how did this all start for you? Um, I've been doing it about five years, I would say. I used to be quite a greedy kid growing up. I was quite chubby. But I really discovered fitness and healthy eating. And then from that, I kind of developed, you know, the understanding of how you can balance food if that makes sense. And then pretty much I lost a bunch of weight throughout, you know, exercise and healthy eating. Because my appetite's always been there. So pretty much I would say it was about four and a half years ago there was this kind of man versus food contest being held. Um, I randomly signed up for it, ended up coming first and ever since then I've just absolutely loved it. And what type of challenges do you do? Is it all types of food? Or is there specific... Yeah. Um... Um, I've literally just came back from doing a massive pulling fish breakfast. Oh, yeah. um, but pretty much any food you can imagine, I'll eat. And it's as much of that as you possibly can consume? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the one I just did was about seven kilos in, in weight. Holy God. <laughs> and what this... do you win? Um, well, this one was just kind of a free meal and uh, a t-shirt, but... <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll take that. So, listen, if, if you um, haven't checked out his Instagram account, let me just describe it to you. Cause, listen, anytime I hear of a competitive food eater, I always think that it's somebody going to be huge, like somebody who's got a massive yeah. stomach and is just a big person by nature. And I'm looking uh-huh. at you, and you are incredible. You're just incredibly skinny. You wouldn't, you, if you stopped you on the street, you would be the last person who looked like a competitive food eater. So, how do you accommodate and balance, like some of well, the, the seven kilo breakfasts that you're eating? Um, I'm pretty much in a gym, you know, seven days a week. Uh, Lots of walking, hiking, weightlifting. And then normally I've got a really good diet when I'm not doing this kind of thing. So I find it's quite easy to balance out as long as you're healthy, you know, six days of the week. Now, in saying that, right, if I ever eat very healthy, say, for a whole week, if I decide to go on a bit of a, I'm not going to say a diet, but healthy eating, then usually the weekend when I want to binge eat and eat loads of chocolate and sweets and pizza and whatever, I can't even eat that much of it. 
over the course of a period, over the period of time, it stretches your stomach out. Oh. There you go, Saoirse. You, need to, you see, he is a, a professional competitor. He knows <laughs> the secrets of the industry to do this. What has been the biggest kind of ch- food challenge you've ever completed? I would honestly say the one that I've just done in London, that breakfast one. It pretty much pushed me to my limits, to be honest. It was pretty much a full English breakfast of eight of everything, including a massive stack of buttermilk pancakes. I'm just doing a beans and toast contest. So that was 2.5 kilograms of beef and 20 slices of toast. And is, is that is that a race then? Is that the first person to complete everything and eat all the beans and the toast? Yeah, so that one was an actual contest. There was five of us going head-to-head. Yeah. Um, it was... Ten minutes, whoever did it first got the uh, the cash prize, which is a hundred pound. And I think I did it in six minutes, forty seconds. Ah stop. What? <laughs> and what what's yeah. kind of been the biggest challenge that you've done where you've actually got some money for it? There's a pizza in Northern Ireland actually. Uh, a place called the Little Old Italian Pizzeria. I got two hundred and fifty pounds for doing that one, I believe it was. There's a burger in London called the Belly Buster. That's two hundred and fifty pounds as well. And then actually speaking of Dublin, I'm gonna be heading to Dublin uh, next week, next Tuesday. There's a, a pizza at a place called Pinhead's Pizza. Yeah. Uh, offer you a thirty two and a half inch pizza. And if you do it, you get 500 euros. Are you able to, to do this as a full-time yeah. job or do you have a, a boring nine-to-five like the rest of us as well? No, I mean, at the moment I'm working part-time at Weatherspoons. I used to work full-time at Weatherspoons, so kind of cut it down a little bit to sort of help me travel a bit more. But I actually work in a kitchen, so... Oh, you're around food 24-7. This is amazing. It's like the, <laughs> the ideal scenario for you to be in. It must have been an awkward conversation, you know, going back to the manager, going, I need to reduce my hours because um, I've realised my life dream to become a professional competitive eater. <laughs> to be honest, he kind of, he, he, he's seen all the stuff that I do and he understands it. He, he kind of thinks that it's great anyway, so he wasn't too, too, too bothered to begin with. And is this something that you want to pursue full-time? I mean, absolutely. It's kind of my dream. You know, I'd love to travel all over the world doing it if I could. And do you ever worry that you're going to get sick? Um, no, because I would say I'm quite a sensible person, you know, generally, seven, uh, six days of the week. But no, I wouldn't say that I'm not too worried about getting sick. Like, you, again, you don't look unwell at all. So you look perfectly healthy, and I suppose I have to keep reminding myself while I'm sitting here looking at your YouTube and your Instagram account that this isn't your Monday to Friday eating. These are just obviously s- snapshots, because otherwise you would be probably in a, in a hospital. But have you ever gotten yourself checked checked up by a, a doctor or anything, just to kind of make sure? Yeah, I get checked quite regularly. I'd say maybe twice a month. I go to the doctors, make sure all my blood work's fine, all my you know, cholesterol, uh, no diabetes or anything like that. Yeah, because I can imagine some of the... You know, some of the challenges would be kind of heavy on cream. Oh, yeah, I mean, the majority of them are relatively high in pretty much everything, to be honest. The biggest thing that I have ever eaten has been a Mazzoni's wagon wheel, which is a pizza over here. It probably is somewhere near 32 inches that uh, the Pinhead's Pizza Place uh, does. Now, it's not... I didn't do that on my own, by the way. I did that with a mate of mine after a night out, and we, we didn't even touch it. We couldn't get anywhere near it. But that 32-inch pizza, if you do complete that, and uh, it all goes well, we should we should drop you a line next week and see how it goes, since you'll be over here. You should come down and... Uh Watch me take it on. I'd love what that. Is, what, what time does that start at? It's uh, 1pm on Tuesday. Oh God, no excuses now. Mother of God. Well, um, if somebody <laughs> is listening who wants to make, who thinks that they're a serious eater as well and can just pack away the food, no problem, and maybe wants to start, you know, doing something similar, how, how do you go about becoming a competitive eater? You just want to kind of start small, I'd say. You don't want to rush into it because that's how you can't hurt yourself. Um, I'd say sort of start off like a small restaurant challenge. See how you get on. If you complete that, then kind of go from there to bigger and bigger challenges and uh, just kind of practice more it's like anything the more you practice the better you get I once put away 32 chicken nuggets oh did you actually impressive 
Yeah, I went down to McDonald's and uh, I just, I have a very high, well, I say high metabolism. I'm always hungry. So I, I think I'd be quite good at these food challenges, but be, I can yeah, put yeah. away a lot of food. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with myself, actually. Well, I've done uh, 100 skin of it in 10 minutes. Okay. Um, <laughs> now I am five foot one. <laughs> so uh, maybe not. Although I did hear actually before that, you know, I think, oh, because I'm quite small in height and in frame that I wouldn't be able to be a competitive eater. Like I couldn't compete against someone like you but yeah. there are women that c- competitively eat as well, isn't there? Um, yeah, I mean, one of the best eaters in Britain, is called, she's called Leah. I mean, she's like completely ripped, you know, she's got a six-pack, she's a bodybuilder, probably like it, ten times fit than I actually am. And, you know, she's a woman and she's, I'd say she's actually one of the best. Insane. So, yeah. Sasha, there you go. There's that. You've started off well. I mean, if your entry without training is 33 chicken nuggets, you'll get up to that 100 chicken nuggets in 10 minutes, Mark, in, in no time. But listen, if, if you're listening to us right now and you've done something similar, or just let us know, what's the most amount of food you've ever shoveled into your mouth in one sitting? Let us know. Drop us a WhatsApp, 87 Then do yourself a favour and go check out Kyle V Food on Instagram and on YouTube. It's uh, on Instagram, Kyle underscore V underscore food. And then just search for Kyle V Food on on uh, YouTube as well and a lot of the videos and challenges are up there that'll give you some idea of the mammoth size. Like I'm looking at one of these there's a burger there with like ten it's like ten, eight, ten quarter pounders on top of each other dripping with cheese and I'm just like my god how do you even go about that but um, it's a fair play to you sir for making that uh, some you know a profession and a career and an endeavour and uh, very best of luck next Tuesday when you're over here and we might uh, we might uh, touch base again and see how you get on but thanks for popping on Room 104 this evening Thank you very much FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. And uh, I just want to let people know if something I suppose needs to get off my chest here this evening. I don't want to make it too serious, <laughs> but uh, uh, Sir Shalon just during that song is after belching in my ear. And I, I just didn't. feel as if we need to know the real Sir behind the microphone because it's all lovely fun and games when the mics come on, but I get disgusting belches in my ear. Trying to just just trying to do my job, trying to be a professional here, Sasha, and you're shoveling food into your mouth and then just belching in my ear. I'm like, wow. You know what? Where you're you such get? a liar, and I'll tell you that because anyone listening I, 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 doesn't realise. Answer the question, Sasha. Answer the question. Did you or did you not just belch into my ear just when that song was finishing? I did. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm Disgusting. gonna own up and just say yes, I did belch in your ear, but for the last four months since we've been, you know, broadcasting from home, you have burped in yeah. my ear every single day if not at least three times at some point but you never asked me to stop and no I what do I say to you with you I'm say like, disgusting oh that's disgusting and then you puke in your mouth is. a little bit yeah it's disgusting don't do it and but now I'm you. just going to keep doing it yeah well I'm just getting my own back absolutely disgraceful disgraceful carry on also can- also by the way I'm not one of these people that gets to burp that like on cue I can't really burp very often like it takes a lot of effort for me to burp unless I have a fizzy drink otherwise you know I can't really just burp on cue whereas I ate so fast during that song that I had to can you not burp on cue no oh this is going to be the magic moment now this is your opportunity when you're burping on cue can get onto the radio so if you're if you, will you send us in a, <clears throat> a whatsapp audio if you're listening and can burp on cue oh eight seven six seven nine seven one oh four all you have to do is like swallow a load of air and then you're good <clears throat> honestly i can't do it i genuinely can't like i can do little burps like no i'm taking it out like was that's that a not fart, even was it? <sighs> no i'm gonna end up getting sick what was that a, are you <laughs> farting on air <laughs> that's you my god 
It's just no. going to go from bad to worse here on FM 104 this evening. My God. Uh, if you can, though, let, let's get the, <laughs> the burps of Dublin in, wherever you are. Uh, and if you can, do it on cue. Maybe you can teach Saoirse how to do it. Just send us in a little burp WhatsApp audio. 0876797104. I think you'd be su- surprised at the vast amount of people who are able to do that easily and successfully, no problem at all. <clears throat> Boys, I'd say. Oh, you're so sexist, I'm, I'm not being sexist, but I think boys are just better at being disgusting than girls. Like, why oh, did yeah. you do that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I haven't even played any of these audios out. Now, here, I can't check, by the way. I can't check the uh, audio before we play it out here. Was that you? This is... Uh, <laughs> that was me, yeah. But these aren't, these aren't, right? So I can't play any of the audio out before we listen to it. So we'll just... We'll just fire this out. Linda, who this evening is having a four-star pizza with premium garlic bread. Uh, very fancy. She, she has sent us in this. Now, I just want to make sure that we're all ready to go and that uh, nothing is muted. And uh, I'm going to make sure that this is down so we get a good, clean feed of the messages that were coming in from... <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That's Linda. That's from Linda. Linda, come on. Uh, that's from Ryan, whose uh, missus is probably baiting him over the back of the head going, cop on. <laughs> oh, dirty. That was deep. Who that sent that in Shane? That was a deep burp. You can so kind of tell by the noise whether they're going to smell bad as well. Ah, they don't really smell, do they? Andrew, what's the story? How are things? <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, a round of applause for that one. I think that we no. I think we have a winner, do we? Can we can we stop playing burp noises? Oh, oh sorry, Ryan said this was actually his missus. That's Kelly. There you go. <laughs> At least the girls are a little bit quieter. The boys I do can't, ones from I don't know, from their ass right up. It's it's disgusting. I can't wait for the uh, email tomorrow from like management. Hi guys, were you uh just airing? Like having a burp competition live on the air last night. We we're like, yeah, yes, yes, we were. This is this is what quarantine has led us to. Okay, three hours every evening. Got to fill it with something. Keep them coming in. By the way, we'll get the twelve burps of uh, Dublin in. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. And more. We need more female representation. Okay, because the burping industry has been male dominated for years, and there's a glass ceiling where there's a lack of female representation when it comes to burping. And we just want to make sure that there's no gender disparity between this. So if you're a woman who is able to belch on demand on cue, you need to. Show off now. Now is your moment. Now is your time to shine. Be like Linda and be like uh, Disgusting Kelly up in the Dublin Mountains at the moment, belching away with her fella. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I have one. I have one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Shane said, You're very good. Well done. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Shane has said, your programme director is going to love you. Yeah, we mightn't even have a programme director tomorrow, but sure, look, we'll have a bit of crack while we can. Uh, Hi. Uh, I'm so proud of myself there. I think I'm just jealous because I can't. I think you are. I think you are. Andrew has said this. Listen, don't worry about this, Andrew. Andrew has said, my first time ever on TV or radio. Thanks. That was the honour. And it was with this. You can tell your grandkids, Shane, that were you ever on the TV or radio? You're like, yep. On the 29th of July, which was a Wednesday in 2020, I graced the airwaves in Dublin with... And I know what everyone's thinking. It is such a shame that the entry deadline for the radio awards has passed a week or two because this would have been this would have been amazing. This would have been amazing. But like, what did you do? Well, we got people from uh, from Dublin to come on the air and just belch for an hour. Uh, That that was pretty much it. Yeah. Like we had our great great grandparents fighting wars, and 
our grandkids are going to hear a burping contest live on radio. That's what we did with our lives. <sighs> wow. A little bit, a wow. little bit. You know, and I'm not even that disappointed. Not even no, that either disappointed. am I. I'm happy. Right. Uh, still to come on the show, you're going to hear from... We'll, we'll bring things back up. We'll take it out of the gutter, right? Because we're going from Belching. You'll be hearing from a sociolinguist who claims that women do not talk more than men. On average, they talk the exact same amount as men. I should say men talk just as much as women and gossip just as much as women. There's data to show, there's science to show that. And uh, we'll be having a little bit of a chat with her uh, later on, about 11 o'clock this evening. She'll be on explaining more about that. Uh, next, though, apparently we're born with two innate fears and everything else is learned. So your fear spiders and heights, all kind of learned. But if you know what those two fears are, what two fears are you born with? 87 FM104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. You were only born with two fears, apparently. Uh, if you have any idea what they are, let us know. 87-67-97-104. But let's talk yes. spooky, terrifying fears that you might have. Whoa. Now, this is weird because I always thought that, you know, you inherit a fear or you learn a fear from a very young age because of something happening. I didn't know anyone was actually born with two of the same fears. Um, yeah, yeah, it's oh. a bit of a weird one. And what I would have thought was one one of the fears would be claustrophobia, because you're kind of stuck in a womb for so long. Maybe the fear, you know, starts there, and that when you come out, then you know, when you get older, you get terrified of being stuck somewhere. I used to hate lifts when I was younger. Anywhere that I thought that I had no control over. I, I hated small spaces and stuff. But that's not one of the two fears. Have you any idea what they are? Yeah, I think I know what they are. So, the fear of what? Um, oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Somebody said I have a fear of an angry woman. Uh, yes, you're probably not born with that and you've probably been an idiot for ages beside said woman and she just goes mad at you because you just won't bring the bins out, won't clean up the dishes, won't uh, do what you're meant to be doing. But I, I completely get that. I, I fear that sometimes too. Uh, thank you for that guess though. Uh, I think I think it is you were born with the fear of falling and a fear of loud noises. Yes, they are the two fears. So obviously they um, are, you know, survival instincts. To yeah. motivate us as well, keep us alive. So that that's just everyone across the board has those two fears. But it's funny because I don't ever have a fear of falling, and I don't have a fear of loud noises. Do you? But I suppose. But I suppose when you're when you're a child, I, I mean, I think if if like if I suddenly blasted music into your ear, you're going to jolt. You know what I mean? You're going to be like, oh my god, what's going on? It's it's not even a conscious thing that you think about. If somebody well, what would be the example of, uh, you know, if you go to a pub and then your man is setting up his guitar and he's plugging leads in and out and he yeah, has yeah. everything still turned on and there's a bzzzrm and everyone's just terrified because it makes such a loud noise. Yeah, but that's not a fear, though. But it would be it's a, a fear It's a reaction. It it's like, a shock. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're More afraid so. of it. But hey, would you not be, if you're man, maybe falling from like 100 foot, you're like, this is terrifying. <laughs> maybe if I was actually falling, but I wouldn't fear it. If you know what I mean? I wouldn't fear falling. I fear small spaces. But obviously my biggest fear are mice and rats. Like, that's my... That's my fear. Mm. That I'm going to come across a mouse and a rat and, you know, I'd, I'd literally stop breathing if I saw one. Yeah. So, I, I, to compare the, the idea of maybe a loud noise in a pub or you blasting music in my ear, that doesn't give me the fear. 
It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but suppose maybe it's a it's a survival thing, is it? Because if you know you're falling, in, then you're in trouble. And if you know something loud's around, and maybe you're about to get eaten. Well, it falls into the same category: fears and phobias. Yeah. So you know the phobia of of um, being up, um, you know, on a height. Maybe I don't like heights, so that would probably lend itself into the fear of falling. Maybe that's why you don't like heights because you don't want to have to fall off. Oh, yeah. um, and loud noises, but. I mean, there have been people that have been scared of the most random things ever. I knew someone, a friend of my sister's, was terrified of tomato sauce. Like scared of tomato sauce? Oh, and when you're talking proper phobia, as in not like I don't like tomato sauce, as in was having physical convulsions at tomato sauce. She came over and I learned this and the first thing I did when she came into the house was grab the tomato didn't. sauce. Yeah, I did, because I was like, this can't be true. So I kind of went up to her like the power of Christ compels you with the bottle of tomato sauce and she... Like, she was screaming, she was freaking out, she was, like, running all over the shop. I, at the time, only being, like, 15, thought this was hilarious. Oh, you're so cruel. But it's like, kind of funny, you did this How can you be afraid of tomato sauce? It might remind her of blood. You don't know what it reminds her of, though. I, I found out where the fear came from. Where did it come from? Her, her older brother, when they used to be fighting, he used to pin her down and then just cover her in tomato sauce. Ah, see, there you go. Trauma. So she, yeah, she did have... Um, experience with that yeah. but you know I have never had a bad experience or an experience with a mouse or a rat yet I am petrified of them as you know because you bought fake rats and you tried to scare me with them <laughs> that's videos up on YouTube horrible you person check it out. very funny <laughs> horrible person uh, so yeah that gives me literally uh, like you have no idea mm, I knew um, I knew somebody else who had a fear of cotton wool yeah, I remember you telling me that before. And and again, to the point where I didn't believe this, so it was my like first week starting on the job with this person and I heard that they had a fear of cotton wool, so I just covered her entire desk in cotton wool. And again, she couldn't come anywhere near it. Anywhere near it. Like, I totally, completely freaked out. And, and then there was another one that I, I... She was actually another person who worked in radio. And, she, and like she was live on the air one day and I just stood... You know, there's a window in the studio and you can see outside. I stood on the other side of the window and I'd stuffed cotton wool on my mouth and was just like... Oh, and she was like, horrible. She couldn't do her show. She like took the station off air. It was ridiculous. She had to leave. And she just freaked out. She couldn't function properly. God, no, that's really, really bad. That's so, so bad. I, You know, I've come across people that are scared of pigeons and a girl I was friends with in school, terrified of them. You know, even if you were on a bus or in a car away from the road and she saw a pigeon outside, she'd freak out. So we bought her a pigeon. Not bought her. Got a pigeon off somebody. Bought her a pigeon. Do people, you get a pet pigeon? I got a pet pigeon for her and uh, put it in a box and left it on her door. We called him Pidgey. Like, she honestly nearly... We're not friends anymore, but um, it wasn't because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We we also used to work with someone who uh, had a a fear of balloons. Yes, we did. Mm. Which is really strange because this person was, you know, an older person. It just seems we, that maybe kids might be scared of balloons. But yeah, the whole adult? clown balloony thing. An adult's weird. We also There's also somebody else who works on F104 who is uh, on air sometimes as well who has a terrifying fear of bananas. Yeah. How can you fear a banana? So strange. Yeah. What is the weirdest fear fear or phobia people have? I think I haven't heard of a stranger one. For me the 
They're, they're all weird, though, isn't it? Banana, cotton wool and tomato sauce are all incredibly strange fears. Yeah, I agree. Definitely strange. Yeah, so there's someone that I know that was scared of strawberries, not strawberries, raspberries, because they said that they're furry. Uh, maybe sometimes you know, like scared you, of raspberries. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe be scared of food. It's really weird. Person who's afraid of bananas. How can you be afraid of bananas? What did a banana do to you when you were younger that has traumatized you to the point where this person won't even get in their car if you leave a banana on the the handle of their car, which has been done numerous times because banter. Um, they they won't even get in their car and they'll be stuck for ages. Yeah. There has to be weirder ones out there, though, but I don't understand. Like my rat fear, I've never come across a rat. It wasn't that I hated movies to do with rats when I was younger. There was nothing that has stuck out in my mind. Yeah. So do you just develop it out of nowhere? Do you just decide one day that you are going to freak out if something comes near you that you don't like? It's an odd one. The old humans were weird. Uh, listen... You can let us know if you have any strange phobias or know of anyone who's got a very weird, strange phobia of something as random as cotton wool or bananas or whatever it is. Let us know. Oh. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. A quick reminder, you might have seen in the news today, The Guardian and several other news outlets in the UK claimed that normal people's Paul Meskel, who plays Connell, obviously, if you've seen the series, you'll know that, but he was awarded a, a nominated for an Emmy. <clears throat> and uh, the tabloids over there said he was British. The typical is just claiming our talent as their own, not realising that we told them to F off a, a few years ago. Uh, what we did a little bit earlier on was we rang the Guardian's confidential tip line and tipped them off to the fact that it turns out that Paul Meskel is, is actually Irish and that the Republic of Ireland is no association with the uh, United Kingdom. And it's been that way for quite a while. So uh, if you would like to let Paul Meskel know that we've got his back. The FM104 Twitter account has the video up there of that call and uh, you share it around and we'll let Paul know that we've got his back and that we've informed the British media of something they just don't know and they never seem to know is that the Republic of Ireland is different to the United Kingdom um, and Paul Meskel is not British. He is in fact Irish. So you can go there and tag at Meskel Paul if you want to let him know that we've got his back here on Room 104. You can be help us do that and, and right some wrongs in the world. Uh, now though we're talking about your weirdest, deepest, darkest, strangest fears. Maybe not your deepest, darkest fears. I should say strange phobias, because it's not like I fear dying alone. That's, you know, that's a normal thing that most of us kind of ponder at one stage in our lives. Uh, more irrational phobias. If you have any weird ones, let us know. 87 uh, We got This is a brilliant one, right? Uh, I have a friend who's afraid of penguin bars. What? Penguin Katie? bars at chocolate? Katie, is this true? Penguin bars. How can you be afraid of chocolate? Is she afraid of the terrible dad jokes that are on the underside of the bar? Yeah, actually, do they still do them on the penguin bar? I hope so. Really hope they're so. They're delicious, actually. They're very underrated. They're nice with a nice cup of tea. They're How can solid, you be afraid of very good chocolate? Katie, did you beat her up with a packet of penguin bars back in the day? This is where she gets yeah. it from. You just took a little eight pack and just lamped her over the head with them. Unless someone did do that, there's no reason <laughs> to hate on, on penguin bars. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Katie, let us know. Uh, any idea why she has those? It's a very, very strange one. <clears throat> this one's obviously a bit more serious. I have a massive phobia of dogs to the point where I can't really go to a park if they aren't on leads. We talk about these irrational phobias and fears, but I imagine that's... Ross, thanks for that. I imagine that's really... Um, that would make going outside a challenge at the best of times. Do you know what's really funny? I came across somebody recently who's that's terrified disgusting. of dogs, but they, they kind of masked it as, oh, I don't really like dogs. 
You know, and I right, thought, yeah. who doesn't like dogs? Everyone likes dogs. You know, they're like big, fluffy, beautiful things that everyone likes. So, you know, I was nearly kind of suspicious that he didn't like, he didn't like dogs. But then I realized when we were near one and the dog tried to lick him, he wasn't disgusted by it or, you know, looking down on the dog like it was dirty. He was terrified. And yeah. that, you know, that obviously translated in, I don't like dogs when in fact you're just scared of dogs, which we don't talk about a lot. And I wonder, do, do, is there anyone out there who has a, like, a really bad phobia of cats? I'm sure there are. Like, cats are probably more unpredictable yeah. than dogs are. You know, you go over to a dog. Now, in saying that, uh, I went over to a dog recently. And, you know, you kind of give them the sniff test on your hand. And then yeah. I went to, I kind of did that for a second and then went to pet her. And she started growling as if she was about to bite oh. my hand off. Oh. So oh. I had to stop doing that. But cats, you know, people do that a lot where they go up to a cat it looks cute. They try to pick it up. Oh, it's and then vicious. No they rip your face off, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, they can be unpredictable and they can be vicious, but um, I think especially if you've had a scare with a dog f- from when you were younger or something, you know, kids do tend to try and run up and pet a dog or hug a dog, which terrifies them for the most part. So, you know, you could be easily growled at or even maybe bitten when you were younger. So I can understand that fear. Do you know what I actually, I have a, a fear of, this more gives me a panic attack. What is it? Uh, it's a Thursday morning. If I've forgotten to put the bins out, the sound oh. of the bin truck around the corner, I just... <gasps> terror, and then you have to get up really terror. quick and, and do it, yeah. And then they're driving away laughing at you and you're just there in your boxers and two bins running <laughs> down the road going, please, we've <laughs> please no more room. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty me, bad. I've got to put the bins out tonight. Can someone remind me before the end of the show? Because I always forget. And I always do that. And I'm like, they're fine. They're fine. Like six months of rubbish there. We can just stand on it. It's no problem. Uh, right. Thanks for that one, though. But Ross, let us know. Your phobia of dogs. Like, how do you manage that? Do you know what? You Jacinta know, has just messaged in saying, I also have a fear of dogs. Ah, lad, So come it's on. probably more common than we think. Now, in saying that, right, I obviously, my mom was a veterinary nurse. We grew up with dogs our whole lives. Big dogs, Labradors, small dogs. But... If I see a big, huge kind of St. Bernard or German Shepherd that I don't yeah. know, I would be a little bit anxious. Yeah, well, they could, they could probably kill you if they wanted to. Yeah, I know they, for the most part, they're very gentle, but you do kind of second guess and second think that, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea to go over to this yeah. dog or, you know, walking past them. And especially, you know what, I can be a little bit... And, and this is, I don't know where this fear comes from. You know, a pit bull or um, what are the other ones called? Those types of dogs, like a, a Rottweiler or a yeah. Doberman. Even if I see them, obviously on a lead with somebody walking them, and they're just as lovely as any other dog, and their temperament is just as lovely, there's no difference, I would honestly be more scared to walk past one of them <laughs> than I would to walk past a Cocker Spaniel or a Golden Retriever. What if there was a giant rat on a lead? Oh, stop. If it was a giant rat on the lead, I would jump in the liffy. <laughs> That'd be the enemy. I'd be like, see you later. Go on. Yeah, Actually, rats can swim. I probably wouldn't jump in there. I don't know what oh, I'd do. Oh, they'd be straight in after you going, the idiot, she's gone to the liffy. Let's go. That's, yeah, they oh, literally fuck. live in there. They love it out liffy. The rats do the liffy swim every day. They're like, this is oh, handy, no problem. I literally um, got shivers. Yeah, apologies, apologies. This is a bit of a scary one. Uh, Ryan has said, I had a really bad fear of my house being broken into when I was younger. Well, when I was 16, I used to sleep on a mattress in my mom's bedroom with the door locked. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, that's really strange. I can kind of get that fear. I used to live in my family house and there wasn't um, a gate to go around the side of it. So you could kind of walk around from the driveway all the way around the back. And we didn't have any curtains or she never pulled across the curtains in the kitchen. So I used to always think someone was in the bush watching us and that when we went to bed that they were going to break in. So I kind of get that fear. I never slept well as a teenager in my own house. Yeah, unless unless something happened to you. That maybe when you were younger, the gaff got broken into. I know a friend of mine, a girl I went to school with, said she got up in the middle of the night to go down and get a glass of water and as she was walking down there was like three men and her gaff just taking out all her outlets guitars laying them on the oh front my garden God. all balaclavered up and everything just casually what? walking through and she was like uh what God yeah like what do you do I'm just gonna pop up to to, to bed don't come up to me yeah Please. just use finish up there now lads will you just close the door behind you uh, the TV's in there the laptops are in there as well now just take what you need and uh, I'll, I'll see you in the morning thanks for that yeah uh, that's terrifying Peter has messages in on 087-679-7104. Listening to you both, it seems to me it is required to have some kind of phobia in order to get a job at F104. <laughs> Little bit, Peter, yeah. Uh, you yeah. Ha- can't be right in the head anyway working in here. Uh, so when you get Hang fired, on a second now, Peter. Are you saying you don't have any fears whatsoever? Peter is a real man. He's not afraid of anything. God, Cormac, man up, will you? I know, I'm just too terrified of everything. Um... Oh, sorry, Katie, is that 100% true in relation to her friend being terrified of the penguin bars? We can't even mention them around her. Are you sick? Come on. Imagine you were working in a restaurant or something and poor Katie's friend came in. (laughs) Just to be nice at the very end. Like, do you know what, lads? There's a penguin bar on us. And then she starts crying. You'd wonder. You you think you're doing something good? I have no idea what's going on. Absolutely no idea what's going on at all. Uh, Darren has sent us in a voice message. Good evening, Darren. Long time no chat. Hope you're well. Let's see what he has to say. I think, Peter, right? I think you've got to have a phobia award to get a gig in there. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Hang on. That you have great hit show. the nail on the head. 
That's exactly <laughs> what we are scared of. Phobia work. I'm sorry, boss. I'm just terrified of work. I'll get a real job one day, but for now, keep talking absolute <laughs> and utter shite. <laughs> and you know what? In 2020, you could probably get away with that. I have a workophobia. It's a real condition. And if you don't respect that, uh, you're going to, well, I'm going to sue you. And you're going to yeah, get yourself you, in a you lot could, of trouble. Mm. Thanks, thanks, <laughs> Um Oh, look at this. Katrina. I'm terrified of cats. My parents had a Persian long-haired cat when I was really young and I bit my wrist and I still have the scar on my wrist. Ooh. Oh, God. Now, I have a Persian long-haired cat. She does bite. She definitely bites, but, I mean, her teeth are so tiny. It is sore if you if you left your finger in her mouth. She'd definitely give you a good bite, but, you know, for the most part, her mouth's so tiny. You don't really feel it. Yeah, there's a few it's people... It's more the uh, claws. There's a few people now saying cats and dogs now. And Mary has said absolutely terrified of dogs. So is Tiny James. Tiny James. What's the story, sir? How afraid of dogs. Do you know what's uh, funny, though? This is actually very funny um, in relation to dogs, right? So years ago, there was loads of break-ins in my area. And yeah. when the guards had come around to talk to my parents about, you know, what you can do to help secure your house a little bit more, they actually said they had got this kind of map thing from the the guys that were doing the kind of break-ins yeah. around that time. And they had circled every house that had a dog, as in don't go in to them houses. So it was either A, that they were scared the dogs were going to bark, or B, that they were afraid of them. They didn't know if they were going to bite them or run at them or whatever. And we had a black Labrador at the time. And our house yeah. was skipped over. So that's interesting. Oh, there you go. Um, Ross has followed up. It's uh, Ross who has a, a fear of dogs and gets a bit a bit uneasy, even going out in a park if they're not on a lead and if they're running around the place, we'd be like, oh, God, what's going on? It's not that I don't like dogs. Um, like, I don't say to people, I hate dogs. It's just when they're off leads, I feel that they aren't in control and I don't know. My mind just clicks. It's just a reaction. In the moment kind of thing, I'd love to talk more about it because people don't understand the fear and the fact I'm 15 it stops me doing stuff with mates. Ross, where did this come from? God. All because of dogs. Yeah, that's uh, definitely that's definitely a fear that you kind of have to try and get over, isn't it? Yeah. I do agree, you know, if dogs are off a lead and they can smell fear, if you're walking past, you're terrified of dogs. They can smell fear. <laughs> They're like, this guy, and let's they go. they can turn on you. But I think, you know, for the most part, people, especially in Ireland anyway, they tend to train their dogs well. Yeah. They're obedient, you know, they're not... Yeah. Um, you don't come across vicious dogs, really, do you? Well, you can come across some, yeah. Um, For the most part, though, you wouldn't. I know, yeah. If you're out down in the park or whatever, down the park or Dolly Strand, you generally don't come across, yeah, like crazed, rabid dogs that are just <laughs> terrorising neighbourhoods. No, you don't. But still, nonetheless, people like Ross and that are kind of uh, in an awkward situation there. John, good evening. He messages in. John, the bass player. What's the story, sir? Are you currently playing in a band? Sorry, his WhatsApp picture is, is him playing a, a bass. Uh, hey, lads, my name is John, and I have a very real and uh, debilitating fear of nuns. Honestly, John, I swear to God that you're terrified of nuns. He goes, they frighten the shite out of me. I have a horrible story about them too. I'd say certain people of a certain age and generation because absolutely hate, hate nuns because of the way they probably treated you in school. Especially the older nuns. 
Oh, you know? wicked. Some of them. Hashtag not all nuns. I know. No, but some of them. My mum is, is, I don't know if she's terrified, but she had horrible experiences with uh, one particular nun teacher that was, uh, that she had when she was younger. Like horrible to the point that turned her off school for life because oh, of I'd this say so, yeah. wagon of a nun. Yeah. There, there's definitely horrible stories that, you know, our parents and older generations have talked about. But, you know, we had a few nuns in our school and they were just more kind of... I mean, my nun, my nun teacher was teaching me French. Yeah. I mean, she could barely even speak French. She was just a little bit too old. But definitely when you walk by them, I always feel like they hate children and they look down on you or judge you all the time. I don't know why. They just have that look about them. When they're meant to be this lovely, holy, kind, caring, <laughs> loving person. <laughs> and they're not, ever. Yeah, it's just that's what a celibate life there, does to you. Is there such a thing as a friendly nun? I don't think so. <laughs> Tonight on Crime Line, have you seen this friendly nun? The mystery <laughs> deepens. I'll be on Unsolved Mysteries now later on. Um Giselle, what's the story of everything? My sister's terrified of birds. When she was three, she was at a farmer's yard with our dad and a hen pecked her right eye. Right bes- or pecked her right beside her eye. Uh, even now, when a duck, when she's with a... Even if she ducks when a bird flies over her head. <laughs> now, speaking of ducks, I was attacked in Dublin Zoo by a swarm of ducks. Ducks? So I had a fear of ducks for a while, yeah, because I, I, it's one of the earliest memories that I have. I can't remember how old I was, but... um. He was going down to the lake or the pond in the zoo where all the ducks were and had some bread. I'd been given some bread by the elven and I walked around and then they, all of a sudden there was like 400 ducks and then one of them bit me and I, that was it for me. I was like, good luck, thanks, see you, bye. Oh, yeah, no, that'd be terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> I've gotten over now, though. I can't, I'm not, not crippled walking down the canal like, oh, my God, it's the duck. Um, yeah, I kind of so. like ducks, but I mean... Some of the seagulls and stuff that are around are a little bit different. They're kind of terrifying because yeah. they're not scared of humans. So oh, they'll come yeah. right up to you. I was walking down the road and just one, I was in Temple Bar there the other day and there was just one the size of it. It's just huge. Like if it, if it wanted to kill you, it would kill you. No problem. It would just fly into your eye and its beak would, yeah. you know, hit you in the brain and now you're dead. When the seagulls realize that now, we're all screwed. They won't be afraid of anything. They'll be taking over things. They, they actually will, won't they? Yeah. Organised seagull gangs going around. They'll be running drugs, prostitution, trafficking, doing the whole lot. Absolute <laughs> carnage and mayhem. Uh, any other good kind of weird fears that you might have or phobias that you might have? Uh, let us know. The stranger, the better. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. On the way after eleven o'clock. A professor of sociolinguistics on why men talk just as much as women and how that a kind of negative stereotype can be incredibly damaging to uh, women, especially in the workplace. So if you've ever been shouted down, talked over and not listened because you're a woman with a woman words, uh, we'll be chatting about that uh, just about 11 o'clock. On the way next, though, we'll have... FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Reminder, podcast will be updated. You can listen back to the full shows uh, there. Um, so whatever... You use for your podcast, Spotify, Acast, the whole lot. Uh, still to come in a, in a few moments, just after 11 o'clock, you'll hear from a sociolinguist, uh, somebody who looks at the impact that our language and words have on society. And she has done a lot of research into who talks more. Cause it's a stereotype that you women talk more, Saoirse, but apparently that may not be 100% accurate. No, it's not. Apparently not. I mean, I talk so, probably more than most girls, but, you know. I think you have to do sure. it professionally, though. So you know what I mean. Like you get away with that. That's your excuse. That's true. So uh, yes, you'll be on the way. That professor who was looking into the impact that uh, 
that study has and uh, the amount of words per day that kind of men talk uh, compared to women, it's pretty much the same. So that negative stereotype is obviously a stereotype and not true, ladies. So happy days. She'll be on the way shortly. Now, though, um, Tinder. Yes. Now, I've never been on Tinder, bar when yes, you, you have. put yes, you me have. on yes, it. Well, have. I have. I don't even know if my account is still public. I'm not sure. You know, you told me you deleted it, but I don't know if you actually did. Yeah, I've just yeah. been catfishing lads for the last year. I'm like, this is great fun. See, <laughs> I haven't. But <laughs> I didn't actually get a date in the end. So, you no. know, I'm probably different on Tinder. But, you know, for people who would use it, you know, quite often, when you do meet somebody, when do you delete the app? Have you ever been That's on it? That's a good question. Mm. I've never been on it, no. The only dating app I was on, I was on Plenty of Fish once. And I didn't even really use it. I mean, is this just kind of for talking to people and, you know, putting your hand in this pie and in this pie, no pun intended, you know, or are you looking for a relationship? Like, is anyone going on Tinder to look for a husband or a wife? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.